want to start with a question. The mission perhaps. The mission says, person who learns in order to teach. Who's the person who learns in order to teach? He wants to learn, explain, he wants to be a lamb, then explain the sugya, the aimak. So a person who teach, learns in order to teach, so maspikim biyaday, yomudar lamid. They enable him to learn and to teach. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he's able to do. Who's the maspikim biyaday? When it says in Lashna Rabbi, they, they enable him. To learn to teach. So Lakhara we're talking about a concept we call Basin Shamala. There's a certain system how runs the world, a certain din. And therefore, the person is learning Torah, he gets out of the Shmai. So the person's intention in learning is in order to teach, that's what he's given. He's given the ability to learn, he's given the ability to teach. The mission carries on. The mission says, If a person learns in order to lie, in order to do. So, the person's intention in learning is to do, so then he's given the Siyat Dishmaya to learn, to teach, to guide Dishmaya. Just ask the question. The khaira would have, would have been more balanced to say if a person is learning in order to teach, that's what he's given. Maspik can be other A person is learning in order to do, so maspik can be other Right? That's what he wanted, that's what he should be given. Why, when the person is learning in order to do, amnas lasses, so he's given so much more. Maspik can be other Four things. Why? It should just be lasses. If that's what he was, his intention in learning, that's what they should give him. The Ma'isa, if you think about it for a moment, we know this Mishnah. And therefore, when we dive into our Kodesh Baruch of Asiyad Dishmai in our learning, we ask for all of them. You say, the Havim, the Haskil, the Shmaya, the Umar, the Lamed, the Shmaya, the Lasses. All the kind. When we ask for Talmud Torah, we ask for all of these levels. Okay. So we're asking for the levels. But why, like we asked before, why does a person whose intention in learning is last so is, is he given more than he wanted? Is he given other levels as well? And we need to understand the answer is because there's a progression. There's a progression. And therefore, you can't just go straight to last There's a progression. You have to go in order. And if a person wants lasses, then he has to have the stages to get to lasses. He has to get to have the stages to get to lasses. So as an answer in concept, you understand that. But now the shayla is why? What are the stages? What does it mean to be lamed on the nas lasses that it needs to go through the stages first of lamed and lamed and lishmo eventually to come to lasses? Why am I asking the question? Because really we have a precedent for this in the Torah itself. When 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu Agus Atayat HaKai Yisrael we started with the Nasus we said Nasi Vanishma so we started with the Nasus the Nasi and if we understand that Nasus incorporates Nilma the Lama the Vanishma it all comes first so HaKai Yisrael understood this he said in order to get to the Nasus we need all the other levels too why? why? So what does it mean Nasus? Nasus means to do How does a person learn on the nationalizers in order to do? So the side is like this. There's a principle which the Ramban writes in the end of his Agarasa like Ramban and he says When you get out from learning Look for something that you can do. Look for something which comes out of what you learned that you can put into practice. Now, if a person is learning halacha, was hearing halacha shia, so it's not so difficult. I learned a new halacha, so I can put it into practice. If I'm learning be'ion, I'm learning a sugi, I'm trying to understand the svara or machlokes. So, where, where exactly am I meant to make that last? Where am I meant to make it into something which is practical for me to do? What's the minor of learning what you call nicest? Learning what what to do from what comes out of it. If you're learning a masechta which gets in your vomus, which most people hope are never going to be the nicer anyway, so where's the nicest? <coughs> so there's two things to explain here. We'll start with the easy one first. Number one, the best way to understand the difference between two opinions. The best way to understand when you have two different ways of explaining something, two different mahalchim, two different svaras, two different perushim, even two different ways in the Gemara of interpreting psukim. The best way to understand what's the difference between the two shaitas, and the Gemara does it itself. The Gemara asks, Lemai nafkimina. Where is there going to be a practical difference? Now, what do you mean, Nafkimina? He learned it from here, he learned it from there. He said, as far as like this, he said, as far as like that. When the Gemara asks Nafkimina, the Gemara asks Tachlis, Lemaisa, Halacha. Where will there be a difference between these two opinions? Let's find the case where the, the Halacha will change depending on the two opinions. Not just because you want to know Halacha Lemaisa. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the point. It's from that we can clarify what the difference is. And why am I saying this is because it's an important point. Because very often in Londres, the people get confused. People get confused, and they get confused in the sense that they can say the words which are slightly different from each other. So this shita holds like this, and this shita holds like that. And you can use the nusach, you can make up words which are not exactly the same, but most times, I mean most times, often, people don't really understand themselves the difference between the two sides that they say. Now he explained that he learns that then is like this, and he learns that then is like that, or he is magdir like this, and he's magdir like that. So the two sides are so similar, or at least they sound so similar, that besides from knowing which words to use for each one, think yourself one second, and what's actually the difference? What's actually the difference? I'll just give a simple example, because it's a well-known hakira which I'm sure everyone knows. It's a hakira of Chanvas Malikavichur, and he's a hakira. What's the meaning? 
is bigger than the Emanus or, or Koyach Taina. Which any Lamdan or Shir and Safi is always nice, that's the famous Lakir and Uga. Is bigger than the Emanus or the Koyach Taina? Now we can say, on, we can begrise that uh, the Mishnah is a Koyach Taina, that's right, Chazaka. The first thing is, one second, before we get there, how well do you understand the two sides? What's the difference if something is in Emanus or Koyach Taina? As a Koyach Taina, we don't believe you, of course, we, we do believe in Mika. It wasn't an Emanus, the Muslims believe you. Hello, what is something I'm saying? So it's a Taina. So that is also a Taina. So once again, where's the difference? Amiskin is a famous Chakir, but there are many other similar Chakiras, which are well known in the Shiva world as Chakiras. And that is always there, so you have a Nusach, you have a, a, a language which explains side one, side two. And we can use the words and say, no, it's like this, and he says, like that. But what does it mean? What does it mean? What's the difference between the two sides? And the best way to be able to understand for ourselves what the difference is, is where's the Nafkamina? Where will there be a case where Mega will work if it's Nemon, it's not because of Koyach Taina? Or the other way around. And if there's no such case, then we obviously aren't thinking or understanding the two sides properly. Because if there is a difference between them, then you'll find the case where the difference manifests itself. If there's no difference, you're saying the same thing. And therefore, the first principle of Nasus is it's not just a shayla of what Mishnah Burr said. The first principle of Nasus is where is the Nafkimina? Where's the case where this is going to make a difference? Tachis, practically. If I'm learning like this, or I'm learning like that, where's it going to be a difference? And like I said, this is already the Gemara's technique. Very often, if the Gemara presents two sides, or two ways of learning something, the Gemara itself is going to ask the words first. The main Nafkimina. Where's the case with the difference? And the point of asking the question wasn't just to pask in the case, which is the difference. As when we see the case of the difference, then that cements for us, now we understand what the difference is. Now we understand what the difference is because now we see that this far is going to come out like that, this far is going to come out like this, and therefore there will be a difference between them. But if we can't find that case, it means in our own minds it's not clear enough what the difference is. And therefore the first you say, Tafka, in learning video, Tafka in learning with Svar, or, or Lambus, whatever you're going to call it, is make sure both sides are clear. To handle the Hakira where I'm not quite sure what the two sides are, or what the difference is between them, I'm not doing anything. More often, people come up with, okay, so, Rav Shimon is a sogi like this, and Rav Khan is a sogi like that. And really, we can say something in between. Uh, that means you don't understand either side. You just mix them enough to each other. Uh, for example, there's a famous shayla again, in the time of how does a Kenyan Chatsa work? The halacha is that if a person has a property, this is his backyard, and someone throws something into my backyard, I'm going to it. How? How is that going with my Chatsa? So, a, so the Gemara has a question in Baba Mitzvah about this, and the Gemara says two sides. Either Chotzer works with time yet, just like my hold in my hand is mine. So my Chotzer is just like my virtual hand. It belongs to me, so it's like I'm holding it in my hand. It's my property, it's my rishos. Or maybe Chotzer works with time shliach, which means it's my agent. It's not me, but it's my agent. Okay, there's also a question. And what's the difference if it's yad or shliach? Shliach is not time yet. Why does Mashiach work for you? Because it's like I do it. So what's the difference? You said it's a Yad, you said it's a Shiach, it's a Gemara's Fakir. That is Chatzah Shiach, it's Chatzah Yad. What's the difference between Yad or Shiach? It means that it's not me, it's not my body, it's something working for me. So you call it a Yad, call it a Shiach. Where's the Chiluk? Where's the difference? And if we don't understand the Chiluk, there's nothing going to rise which one it is because we say it's the same thing. It means something working for me. 
So now if you go past the Gemara's Chakira, now it's a little bit more complicated. Chani comes along and says, really, every Shleach works with Tamiyat. And Rav Shimon says, no, really, every Yad works with Tam Shleach. What does he mean? And I said, we can talk about Lamas. There's an Ashokhan, there's a Rav Shimon, but if we don't understand the two sides and what the difference is, we're just saying words. What's the difference? This side, that side. He's saying the same thing. Well, it's not clear to us why it's two different things he's saying. The first thing is when he's learning the Makhlaikis and he's trying to see two sides to the Makhlaikis is understand both sides. What's the first side saying? What's he not saying? What's the second side saying? What's it not saying? What's the difference? If you can't see the difference, then you're just being mixed up because we're, saying, we're just repeating the same thing. It seems like in different words. And therefore, the idea of that is let's bring it down to the mice. Where's there going to be a difference? We learn rational notices. Where will there be a case where rational say like this and doesn't say like that? We learn a Gemara. Where will be the case with the difference between the two things in the Gemara? Because if we can't find the difference, we don't really understand what the two sides are. So that's the first point. The first point in Nisus is that it brings us to understand better the two, the, what we're learning. It's not just what to do in Nisus. It brings us the clarity of what are we learning because now we can see this is where it's going to make a difference. Now I can see both sides of it. I can see what this side will go this way or that side will go that way. That's the first point. There's a, bigger, there's a deeper point here to answer our questions. And that is, there's a Gemara in Saita. And the Gemara says like this. Gemara says that the Gemara says Elif Nichasim Nechayda. A thousand people say Mirush. Let's talk about Mirush first. Mirush says Elif Nichasim Nechayda. A thousand people are going to Chayda. Of those a thousand are going to Chayda. So not everybody's Masliach Nechayda. A hundred go to go to learn after that. That's an out of nine. One will go to Yeshiv. It's not an out of nine. Of those. The Gemara says, Bilas will go into the next stage until Echod Yaitse Lahira. One goes out Lahira. Lahira means the Paschal. Out of a thousand, to one. That's the Gemara mission. The Midrash says, That's a nog. From a thousand people who started Khaida, one's Yaitse Lahira. What does it mean, Yaitse Lahira? What does it mean, Yaitse Lahira? So many years ago, I heard of Shatta. It doesn't mean one person becomes, gets smicha and can pass the Malachi. Okay, that's not the idea of Yetzirah. The idea of Yetzirah is a person who's learned Torah to the level that you can learn halacha from watching what they do. You can see what they do and learn from that. Hayra means that they are to teach in the sense that look what they do. What they do is calculated. Everything it is of Yetzirah and therefore you can learn by watching them. You're never watching them. We talk about Gudarim like that. They didn't, do, they didn't do something which wasn't official Khanar. They didn't do an action which wasn't calculated. And today is the Yatsa to the Alts of Kelm. One of the main principles that the Yeshiva of Kelm was based on, that the Shita Sachinuch of Kelm was based on, was not to do things without planning to do them. Not to act without planning to act. There's a famous story about two Talmudim of Kelm, I'll share with you. One in the world in Talmudim of Kelm was Rebellion Lapia. In his later years, he lived in Yerushalayim. 
the story is told that there's already an older man who's in his 80s. And he was waiting at the bus stop for a bus. It was a hot afternoon in the summer, and everyone was patient and tired and comfortable. It was 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and nothing happened. Still waiting. And then they hear a motor in the distance. So he turns his head to see if the bus is coming. And then he's very hot. He said, In the calm, they would punish me for that. Why do you turn your head? What's, the, what's it going to change? Because you move your head, the bus will come faster. So it was a, an, an act which I wasn't in was which wasn't control. People you shouldn't act in a way which isn't control. That was part of the limit of Kelm. The other story, another, another famous founder of Kelm was Rabbi Cheskel Einstein, the founder of Shemeshkeh. So Avianko Gudinsky used to that he used to speak, he used to make jokes and speak he said often he used to speak and Rav Chaskel was in the audience he said Rav Chaskel never once laughed or smiled in the middle of his drushes but never when he doesn't have a smile when he doesn't have a laugh everyone else is running around him he said then he heard once Rav Chaskel speak and in his own drushes he started to laugh he said understand my jokes aren't funny so eventually he went to ask him so he can ask him why do you never laugh when I speak So I have to tell you guys, if you're going to decide when I should laugh, I decide when I'm going to laugh. And again, it's a level of control. You're going to decide for me, I decide for myself. So I'm going to decide if I'm going to smile, I'm not going to smile, I'm going to decide if I'm going to laugh, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not reacting to somebody else, I'll decide for myself. And again, if I'm talking about high diagram, I'm just giving you an idea. A person who's in control of himself, but the matter of that is, you can learn from them. A person is in control, everything they do is a reason. So you you to the horror. What they go at is someone that everyone can learn from. There's no stories about Ramosha Feinstein, you didn't make a move now, Pihalach. So you did something, you can learn from it. Why do you do that? That's one out of a thousand. But that's what it means, Lassus. Lassus means that the Torah I learn is in action. The Torah I learn, I act on. And therefore, everything I do is Torah. A person is on that level. If that's his target, if that's his intention, he sets out to learn. I'm learning in, in order that my life is going to be run by the Torah. Lai says. says that everything I do is what the Torah wants me to do. So it's not just speaking beyond the Lai Like we said, there's a number of stages to get to there. Firstly, to learn. That's partially just to learn. The second thing is the Lamate. To teach. It doesn't mean he's formally teaching as a Rosh Hashiv, like we said before. But he's teaching through what he does. If Ziyad said Lahara, then everyone who's teaching can learn from him. So, Before we come to the fact that a person can learn from everything you do, obviously you can't be doing things wrong. And eventually, last says that every action a person does is the mitzvah. Every action a person does is the halal. So, yes, it's a much higher diet. If a person is learned Amunas says it incorporates all the levels because Amunas says means. I'm learning so that I, everything I do should be there. I'm learning that everything I act on, I should be do, acting out what Hashem wants. That's the Hira. Everyone can learn from that. Now let's go back to the Ramban. He says, When you get out from learning, look for something that you can, that you can do. So you ask, well, every sugya after halakha lamaisa, the answer is no. But for every sugya, there's something I can take out which... I see a certain 
I see a certain chashivas to how I'm going to incorporate this in what I do. I see a certain chashivas and how I'm going to incorporate this in what I do. The Mishal Sananti itself gives reason, gives examples of this. And then you've overcome it. So I don't have a show. I'm not worried about my show goring my neighbor's donkey or eating his flowers. I don't have it. Or things like that. But what can I learn from the parish of the show? If it's chashivas for somebody else's property, if it's hard to be nizar more than myself, Whatever it's going to be, so learn learn something from it. What can you use this in how you're going to act, which is based in halakha? Which is based in halakha. Because that's what's called limal amnasnasis. To learn in order to do. To do which means I'm going to line up my life with what the Torah says. And therefore, whenever I learn something new, okay, how am I going to how am I going to incorporate in what I do? Now, we said two points. The first point is for sure for a person who wants to everything in their life to be dictated to by halakha by or run or people Hashem wants for sure that's important but this isn't a virus Hashem bad that's for sure a big matter we talk about learning bad how does this improve my learning how does this improve my learning this is the point we said before look for what enough community is going to be look for the case where it will where will where will be a difference between the two sides we have two sides to license the one is Tachlis, where does the, the spire come to an expression of there'll be a difference between the two sides? And for the person who wants to grow, then how am I going to implement that? Why is this important? And the question will say a certain new side. The Torah is given a title, Torah Chaim. It's Torah Chaim. What does it mean? What, in what way is the Torah alive? What is the Torah alive? And is that the side? The Torah is alive because the keeping the Torah and learning the Torah but that's one thing it's not just two separate things I'm learning a skill I'm learning a topic I'm learning a subject and at the same time the myths have to keep the two connect how do the two connect the first one is the Torah tells I act based on Torah so the Torah is dictating what I do that's the license of whatever I do there's a Torah precedent for the Torah teaches me how to act but the second point also and that is from the actions a person can understand because from the lemaisa what do I do now I understand the different options this is the case where this will be brought lemaisa the the realm of, of Torah learning doesn't remain abstract an uh, argument in London which has no practice on Afkimina that means a person can't really understand the two it's only when the, we come to the Afkimina we come to the way of understanding where will there be a difference where will there be an afkimina between these two studies? Where can we see that how they're going to go different? Then we understand better too. And therefore we are both ways. The lysis, the, the, the application, goes back to explain the numbers, goes back to increase understanding. The understanding is going to make a difference what we do. That's normal and that's lysis. We go from normal to lysis. From what we're learning to what we're doing. We connect the two. That's also like we said, nice and Nishma. It's the same idea. What you're learning, what we're doing, combined. Combined. In a much more simple sense, you see this the whole time. If a person is learning a certain slogan, and now it becomes the massive. So of course, this should affect the way they do it. Now that you know this, now you know the, all the details involved, now you've learned it. So of course, it should, now that I'm going to do it, I know much more. I can do it much, so much better. But once and now it becomes practical, now I'm doing it, now I understand much more the different studying to what to do, the different understandings in the slogan. In other words, if a person learns Hilchas Ayurvedic, just for example, learning Masechah Sukkah, learning about Ayurvedic, and there's lots of discussion about Ayurvedic. 
so the one is, well, now that after that I come to Sukkot, and I'm going to take that with him, so now I understand much better what I'm doing. The 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 learning is going to influence what I do because now I know much more what I'm meant to do. And what is the study? We meant to hold the love up, we meant to hold the love down. What's the study on? And how am I meant to hold it? I'm meant to hold away from myself or facing towards myself or whatever, whatever pratam you want. The way, a person will do more accurately when he knows more. That's the posture. The last sense is much more when a person knows what it's coming from, what, what's, what's the reason, the same behind it. But the other part is true as well. And that is, once I do something, I understand much better than on the sugar. I understand much better the aim of the learning because when it becomes the master, when it becomes something practical, it's now it's an ass. Now I understand the film. If you're going to talk about what's considered the, the Gemara talks about the chaitim. What's the chaitim? What's the nose of an astro? So three different students in the Rishani. It's only when you see a strogam that you can see it. That's what the Rambam meant. That's what Rashi meant. Now I understand much better where they're coming from. The last is much better than as well. And therefore, if a person doesn't have that, he's the is only a Muslimit. He wants to learn, he wants to teach, that's what he gets. So he's there to learn, they're able to teach the same way. But if a person is learning a Muslimit, which means, number one, that I'm going to live based on the halacha. Everything I do is going to be based on the halacha. Or, that, that, that will therefore explain to me more the oymik and what I'm learning. Because when, it's, when I find the practical enough to I come to the, the maisa of what I'm doing, so then my speak and be other, not just lighters, but everything as well. All the steps which will, which will bring to the lighters. That's the concept. How does it come practical? So there are two things we said today. The first one is, when you're learning a sogyan eon, when you're learning a sogyan eon, think for yourself. It's not just the words. It's not just the, the, the difference in the two studies. Think yourself, where is the difference? What does Shita 1 hold? What does Shita 2 hold? Where are we going to find the nafkimina? In other words, how can we define where the difference is? Was it just saying things in a different way? That's the first point. That, that's the mastik, that'll help the nilmul of the lam. That'll help our khaylik of how we learn and understand something because we now can clearly understand for ourselves why they're not the same thing. I'll give you a marshal. Let's say the khakira. One person would say that the mitzvah of tzitzis is in the day. The other person would say the mitzvah of tzitzis isn't at night. If it's yes by day or not by night. Because you're saying the same thing. If day means not night and not night means day, then why do you say different? You just said the same thing in different words. Well, you can understand there's enough community. He holds like this, he holds like that, and therefore, in this case, we will find the difference. Oh, then I can understand that they're saying two different things. But if it's not like that, you're saying the same thing. So the first point is they'll improve our learning. We'll understand that doesn't just become words. It becomes understanding where, that there's two opinions and that there's a difference between them. We see where the difference lies. The second point is where it's going to help us is that when we learn something, so if it's going to affect what we do, that's, that's okay. That, that's when a person's yet to the horror. A person acts based on what he knows. And therefore the Torah affects what I do. And then we're going to ask, where is the halacha of how a person is meant to walk, how a person is meant to eat, how a person is meant to do other things. Where do we find with the halacha these things? It's based on halacha too. If everything a person knows, he now is going to put it into effect of how he does something, so it's going to make a difference. Last expression. There's a tiny and not even a viewer that they saw the shkinder while eating and drinking. Okay, we saw it. It's a posse. It's a rash. And how does it make a difference to us? 
How can we put that into practice? Okay, so think about it. Is there a problem with maybe eating when, you, when you're learning? Is there a problem with eating in front of the Iron Cage? Well, where's it going to be Nagaya for us? But we see that there was a, a point in not eating when, you, when you're when you when you're doing something spiritual. How's it going to be Nagaya to us? When the person converts the, what he knows into the Lysos, then it becomes something which is dictated by Halakha. So those are the two sides of the Mishnah. The two sides of how the two combine, like we said, what a person wants to do is where he gets to say Adishmai. If that is the intention, when he learns, so he gets to say Adishmai. Speaking beyond the Lama, 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 the